Welcome to Pros and Cons, a show about random topics. I'm Kev. And I'm Chad. Let's talk about the fourth edition of our Mystery Box series. Yeah, which, as a reminder to people, is basically an occasional series we do of episodes where we take smaller topics that wouldn't be necessarily big enough for a whole episode or that we just want to briefly touch on and then just combine a few different ones in the episode for kind of a grab bag idea. And today, we're going to start off with newspapers. Yeah, for me growing up, my parents had the New York Times physical paper delivered to our apartment. My mom's a journalist. My dad was always interested in the news as well. And so I always had it around and I think developed a liking for at least parts of it. When I was younger, that was mainly the sports section. As I got older, I got into some of the art stuff more and other things, but One thing I like about the physical paper in comparison to looking online, I can still go through the whole thing and I might find stuff that I wouldn't, whereas online I'm more picking and choosing when I see a certain article or something. And on top of that, of course, as we'll probably discuss with newspapers in general, there's something about having that tangible physical paper there that makes the article a different experience and all that too. I think... I'm towards the other side of the spectrum on this one, where Mm -hmm. uh, not into newspapers at all, ever. In a way, newspapers are kind of intimidating to me. Massive papers full of info, (laughs) black and white, small letters. They always seemed a little old school, you know, like obviously we've been kind of growing up in the digital era in a way, even since we were smaller. Obviously, you're saying like your background goes a little bit back because of your parents and stuff. My parents were never really into newspapers either. However, my grandpa was. He used to be a avid, is that a word? It is, right? Avid Mm -hmm. reader of the newspaper, sit down in front of the crib, you know, on a little chair and just go through the papers. Even just someone that's like a pro newspaper reader, it's like, yo, this dude's a monster. Uh, Maybe you know what I'm talking about, but there's even like certain ways you're supposed to fold it. Yeah, yeah. There's the people that do the flip flip. You fold it like in four or five pieces and now you only have that. I've seen this too where like you only take like certain pages out or something like that. And again, you just read those. It just seemed like something that you had to come up with in order to be like into it or enjoy reading it that way. But I I never really was. I did go through like a small phase when I learned about the game of like Sudoku Because I think they throw one or two on the newspaper along with the crosswords and something else. I know there's usually a game or two on some newspapers. Yeah, sometimes comic strips or something too. I tried to get into crossword puzzles for like a week and then I was like, yo, it's too hard. Your boy doesn't have the mental facilities for this. But yeah, with Sudoku, I tried it and it was pretty cool. Other than that, I never really been into it much. But do agree that... There is something about just the physical newspaper that if I was into reading news and like I get a lot of news, not just like going through Twitter like I do now for news, that does sound like attractive to me, like appealing. Maybe it's the word not attractive, (laughs) but you guys get what I'm saying. It just sounds better, like in terms of reading books and stuff like I have iPads, iPhone, obviously all this digital shit, but I still like a physical book when I do read. Not often, but when I do read, I want the physical book. So I do give that a pro for sure. Yeah, books is going to be a whole separate episode, but 
as far as your comparison to like Twitter, for example, for finding news, that's so instant and so much is happening during the course of a day. It's like its own news cycle. And newspapers kind of used to be the more urgent way you find out about things, you know, early in the morning, you get the paper, find out maybe on TV. I don't know. But at this point, I think it's also partially condensing that. So for some people, maybe it's more digestible to read it that way. And I'm sure there's a certain group of, you know, the older, older generation that only or mostly still reads newspapers. I wonder at what point that'll kind of shift to everyone who grew up more digital. But I think certain newspapers will still hang around for a while. They have their own weird purpose. And I guess hitting on some other ones, like even sticking with the New York, we have like Daily News and The Post, which are two very different newspapers from the New York Times and sometimes go for those crazy headline cover pages and back pages and stuff like that. So you get kind of a range in terms of the types out there. But a lot of these are just kind of legacy publications at this point, even somewhere like the Washington Post. And they're all kind of banking on their history and legacy and are making most of their revenue from digital. So some are staying alive, but even the ones that have have really had to adapt for the most part. It's an interesting world for sure. Obviously, you probably are a little bit more aware about it, but... It seems like those major ones, those three to five newspapers, are going to stay somewhat alive. In what way? I'm not sure. Obviously, it is like a dying thing. But the LA Times, New York Times, Washington Post. USA Today. USA Today. Yeah, like those big ones, they're going to stay around. Even if you see way less of them, at least the physical copies, maybe they're going to be harder to find. There will only be some spots that carry them. Or if some people still pay to get them actually delivered to your house physically that's is that a thing still yeah yeah but again you're probably gonna have to pay the price so it's like you're paying this exclusive fee or i don't know how that works but i think it's actually like a not crazy price to get it delivered to you the physical and stuff because oh, really? the paper is so cheap and all that but i'm not 100 percent sure i don't know if i remember correctly but like when i remember a newspaper or like getting a newspaper not that I was getting them, but that you could get one. It was like when we would like walk to school and they would have those little metal fucking newspaper bins that you'd right, throw right, a quarter yeah. in. And let's talk about a flawed system. <laughs> Put a quarter and now you have access to all the newspapers because you could open the door. Yeah, yeah. No, that was ridiculous. <laughs> when there's kids around. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. But I do really like or used to like, the what is it, the back page or the second and last page with the sports like... Derek yeah. Jeter jumping, just <laughs> fist pumping, like, ah. And whatever, like, cool little catchy one-liner that they would throw on there. I remember one of the first times, it was probably, like, middle school, that I saw that, like, oh, shit, like, newspaper writers, like, write kind of cool little headlines and shit, even though it's a thing. But, again, it's not my world. That wasn't, right, like, right. fully aware of it. It was, like, the sports one. And it was something with, like, a contract with, like, Mariano Rivera or something. Mo Money, Mo... <laughs> it could have been more money more problems or some shit like that that was definitely like the daily news or the post yeah but i was like oh shit yo they, they spent bars on this like <laughs> what is it but it made sense and it was like mo it was like a play on words i don't remember but let's make believe it's mo money more problems or something like that and obviously his name mariano they call him mo whatever and after that i think i started to like seek or look for those little 
sports posts and shit like that on them. Yeah, for sure. And even to this day, I still see, ironically, I see these on Twitter just as images, but still see covers of like when something bad happens with the Mets and the posts make this funny headline. Yeah, because they're always somewhat comical, which is dope. Like that obviously makes it more memorable and stuff. But yeah. Yeah. And I guess just to finish it off on that end, you got like local newspapers as well, which can sometimes be interesting for just tapping into the community or whatever. But yeah, those are for sure dying within the next couple of years. I'd be surprised if any local newspaper is still going to be a thing. But school newspapers, I mean, shout out Stranger Things. (laughs) <laughs> it's like a major thing in the newer seasons. Yeah, it's pretty cool. School newspapers, hopefully that stays within two. Obviously helps students and kids practice journalism and stuff like that. But it's also cool to remember some things from high school. Overall, I think newspapers, like you said, there's something to them that's nice to have around. And I enjoyed having them around growing up. My parents still get the physical paper to this day even. So I would pro newspapers overall and pro the new york times physical paper too even though i never used it don't plan on using it not very many people around me used it i do feel like it needs to be there like the day that there's no more newspapers around me is gonna be like (laughs) holy shit no way (laughs) take me away it's one of those things that i feel like we need it it's one of the staples of i don't know you want to call it media or just news i guess Mm-hmm. Like, it just needs to be there. Again, like, it's like libraries, newspapers. Yeah. I don't know if I want to be in the world that doesn't have that. So I feel like I can go with, like, a light con, but I also want to lean light pro. Like I said, I feel like it needs to exist. Very light pro. Next up, we have a bit of a combo. We're going to pull them together, kind of how we do with some topics, but we're going to do finals and CDs. Yeah, you know, keeping together some of that old school but still around ideas and vinyl has had a crazy resurgence in the past few years like it never fully died it was still kicking around and all that but i know it shot up like crazy even and i think harry styles just broke a record as well for most vinyl sales in the first week or something like that (laughs) that sounds funny like it's kind of cool but it it almost doesn't make sense because harry styles has like one of the younger fan bases you could say right now Mm -hmm. i know we just kind of brought up newspapers and stuff but if newspapers ever has like a resurgence how finals did (laughs) they'll be really happy (laughs) i don't know that that'll happen but yeah it's insane how you can easily find vinyls anywhere and funny enough i feel like it's easier to find vinyls than it is to find some cds yeah because they even sell vinyls at like urban outfitters and stuff like that urban outfitters Target, I mean, Target has both, but Target, yeah, like, anywhere, where CDs, I feel like you only see them. I don't even, you used to be able, I also don't go to Starbucks much, but you used to be able to see Starbucks have, like, CDs and everything, too. Like, the stuff they're playing on the speakers, they'll sell it, too. Yeah, but that was, like, they might be selling, you know, Usher CD or Avril Lavigne or something, but they didn't have a super in-depth stock. Nah, yeah, they didn't have, like, the new Kendrick out here, you know? (laughs) You didn't go to Starbucks. You get that big steppers and uh, Mr. Morale over there. No, but... I think Best Buy and Barnes & Noble maybe still have CDs. Yeah, Best Buy, Target, probably Walmart. Right, right, right. Do remember FYE, he'd go buy DVDs and 
games and CDs. I bring that up only because this is where we kind of used to go, at least my friend group, to get some CDs. Like when Kanye was dropping, we'd go there. Back, like graduation, late registration, maybe even 808s. But after that, it was already kind of dying. So by now... Yeah. And then otherwise, you just got those like specialty stores like Amoeba in Cali and stuff like that. Like, is that normal? Does every city have a... There has to be, right? Not in that way. Like, Amoeba is huge. I mean, for those who don't know, Amoeba Music, they have locations in LA, SF, etc. Huge store, great reputation for, like, having a bunch of stuff and very big. They just switched their Hollywood location not too long ago, but still a huge store at the new spot as well. And otherwise, in cities, I feel like it's more just small places that still have stuff and in terms of vinyl, you know, you'll find a bunch of people trying to sell old vinyls and usually just a bunch of random ones. CDs you sometimes see, but even less. Yeah, CDs are definitely, at this point, even more rare than vinyl for sure, I feel. Or at least you see them less often. Which is so fucking weird. Still a good amount of computers. You can insert CDs. Obviously, like gaming consoles, you could still insert CDs. Some cars or... I'll say a good amount of cars you could still insert CDs. Maybe not the newer, newer ones, or obviously if you still have a super washed up old one. Super dumb thought. I just, I feel like I have to say it. Was there ever a car with a vinyl player? <laughs> Maybe in like Pimp My Ride exhibit, but went into the <laughs> trunk, but that's about it. I like music, but I don't like the new sound. <laughs> I like that old school sound. <laughs> like, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds so dumb, but it probably was in an episode. Maybe they cut it out, but it almost makes absolutely no sense that vinyls are more popular, or at least when it comes to like the functionality, just because of that. Like cars still have it, computers still do, even though the music industry has kind of gone digital now. And I think that's where the resurgence of vinyl is interesting, because at least when it comes to how I think about it, one for me is like the size and how vinyls look kind of we're talking about physical and having like this thing in front of you vinyl is like the prime example of like this thing is almost artwork it's the size of art in a way it's huge i don't know what a vinyl cardboard cutout is like the size but can use it as art visually stunning this is when you appreciate covers because of the size and the look of it it's almost a little bigger than a laptop, I would say, just because it's square. And a CD, you kind of can't have that unless you have it in some sort of like weird bookshelf where you're like showing off your CD collection. I'm sure something someone was doing in the early 2000s, but maybe it doesn't work as well nowadays. Um, but don't you, is it you that has something like that at your house with like vinyls? Yeah, I don't know if you've seen it in person yet or if I just showed you a picture or something, but... Basically, my dad set up a few years ago this thing where he put in these shelves almost, but it's more so like they hold them in place, but like two rows where you can slide in like four different vinyl covers at a time. So it's like eight total. And then he'll just swap them out when he's bored of it or, you know, certain people are coming over and there are certain artists they both like or something like that. So he's had that set up and he has like a decent collection from just having them back in the day and then occasionally picking up a new one or two. But yeah, that's that's the kind of setup there. And vinyls are definitely 
better for art overall? I mean, in general, cover art is important to both of us, I know, and we don't usually touch on it in the music episodes that we do just because it's kind of hard to describe it if someone doesn't know on an audio medium. But in general, cover art, it definitely can make a big impact for sure. And vinyls are like that coming to life and like you said, can be used for decoration in different ways. CDs I have collected before and have found ways to display them like along a windowsill or stuff like that, but it's definitely more challenging and not the same impact as like a bigger size vinyl, which are just much nicer and kind of like a perfect size for that kind of thing. Because if you want like a, you know, massive poster or something, you can do that, but it feels like a good size for what a music album artwork would be. Agree with that. And like I said, I feel like this is for sure, at least how I see would be the main reason for it coming back. You can use it as artwork, especially if you're younger, throw stuff on your wall, it almost acts like a poster. Or if you have a rig, somehow like your pop setup, money, like literally swap them out, you get bored. Yeah, I know some people even in their rooms just plaster them across the whole wall and have like, you know, a 30 foot grid of them or something. Yeah, which pretty dope. Easily pro that, the look of it. And even shout out to your pops for thinking of that. That's pretty dope. I think you had it like the very last time I hit up your crib. Because I remember seeing like he had a Daddy Yankee like vinyl going out <laughs> probably because I was not playing. But that would have been crazy. <laughs> I don't know if there's a reggaeton vinyl out there. But that would have been cold. But again, super dope idea. I think I do see it every now and then like on YouTube. Sometimes I see like people review stuff, just albums and stuff when they come out. And I feel like I may have seen. That's why I was confused. I don't remember if it was in your house that I seen it or just one of the YouTube videos I've seen. But people do have those rigs and it looks dope. I, I fully respect it. Easily a pro for me. I give it to the vinyl all the time just in terms of how it looks, the feel. Maybe the only con you could give vinyl in terms of that is like storage. It literally takes, I don't know, four times the space of a CD at least. But I grew up with them. Uh, my grandpa, who was a musician, he'd play music. Obviously not truly all like American music, but he'd have like a lot of Cuban and Latin American vinyls and artists, all sorts. And he had like an insane collection. Like I remember he had this little room where he had like a full wall or maybe like two walls, like from the floor, the whole edge of the floor and the ceiling. He had like a some cabinet that would just slide him in and he had to have like hundreds of them and he'd literally go through them pick something out go downstairs throw it on the record player and sometimes we'd listen to it that was me growing up back in the motherland but i don't think many people are buying them to listen to that quality because it was never the best quality i'm the person that wants to hear every fucking note every beat sounds vocals everything like i want to hear everything super clear nice high quality vinyl some people do like the sound i've heard that it has that muffled you've heard it a lot of people even layer it on newer music just to make it sound like a, a vinyl track or like a i don't even know where that sound comes from it could be a microphone or something but at least when it comes to anyone under 30 i don't think they care much about that unless you're like a musician musician or something but yeah, I mean, I was going to ask that yeah. because how many of people currently buying, especially the younger generation, 
do you think even have final players if you were to put that at a percent and then within that how many of them do you think are actually playing it at all frequently like you might have the vinyl you might even have the player but you're probably just most of the time still streaming off your phone very small amount 10 15 percent of the people maybe yeah i would say though i think like the newer vinyl players that you would buy let's say urban outfitters again because this like one of the easy spots to find them they tend to work as like bluetooth speakers too i think my cousin has one of them and yeah you could play the record or the vinyls whatever it is but you can also just connect through bluetooth and i think you can even connect to aux so they found a way to like <laughs> make it give useful. you yeah like plenty of options but assuming we're talking about literally putting the vinyl and playing yeah i'll say very small amount because i think let's say that you buy the new uh, harry styles album and throw it on there there's almost no way it sounds just as good like as if you play like the high quality version out of like spotify or apple yeah that's the thing too like you were talking about the audio comparison like i've never really been able to experience vinyl much in that way where i can really hone in and compare and all that i know some audio people swear by it and think vinyl is the best and not necessarily going against that but airpods beats whatever i bet it would sound better to us at least to our ears right maybe partially because we're used to that as well but i mean i don't feel a need to play vinyl for whatever music i have you know yeah same for me and even my grandpa since we're on the topic had two so we had two i remember them one was like a throwback like the joint with the built-in weird ass looking mm -hmm. speaker you know <laughs> it looks like a big ass trumpet i don't know what that's called phonograph <laughs> sonograph i don't know something like that but then he also had the one we actually used to use more and it was one that he had rigged up like into speakers like actual mm. big ass literally like two three foot speakers and that's the one he used most and it did sound way better obviously it's more technology it's more modern at least even in that time it was more modern even back then the person that loved this sound was looking for a slightly better sound right, right. <laughs> so yeah i i will give that a con like the sound of a vinyl it's not for me I haven't heard it much lately but i have heard it i grew up with it and like i said my cousin does have one and i remember her playing like two or three vinyls that she had and it sounded okay like i'm not hating on it. it sounds way better than i remember it but still like i don't know if you would beat the audio that would come from something like a cd which is high quality has way more memory i think more space that's the one up i give to a cd i give that the pro to the cd but yeah, the audio itself, uh, no. I'm going to go with like a light con for vinyls. Yeah, I would say, again, I haven't heard the vinyl stuff much in terms of the audio quality, but aside from that, probably the artwork and size and so forth, but probably con the rest. And it's funny how, too, in terms of the resurgence now, even when we were growing up, I feel like vinyls were already in the past at that point. They felt kind of like a relic already and cds at the very beginning for us were still around still a thing before you know streaming and limewire and all that took over but i would buy cds for a while growing up there was something nice about them too and 
even though the artwork size isn't quite the same impact as a vinyl, it still was nice to have those kind of physical forms of the CDs. And also looking through the booklets and stuff like that, and even down to the design of the actual disc of the CD itself, and that feeling you get when you put it into a player and it just kind of slides in after you get the initial push and you know the spinning and all that so I think there is some nostalgia tied to CDs as well for me but I've kind of stopped collecting them at this point just because it's like I don't really need more of these you know what I mean like they're just taking up space I don't really have too much use for them and part of it before it was also like a way to have something physical while still supporting the artist but at this point I usually go more towards like paying for a concert ticket or buying merch or both or whatever so it's kind of shifted in that way and one other thing I'll mention is I like when artists get creative with the deluxe or special edition ones like Tyler's Wolf deluxe CD package it's like this box with the super dope woods cover art and it came with like a patch and stickers and like all this different types of materials and extras that were part of it and the other pro I would give CDs is one you brought up before of portability where I remember I even used to have this like little CD case where you just put in the flaps like all your CDs I had this like Looney Tunes one and you could fit I don't know 20 30 CDs or something there are also those like booklets like binders where you could put a bunch in there so so it's definitely easier to carry around than a bunch of vinyls let alone a player or something and I mean even a CD player has its nostalgia but would never ever use that now so CDs in general I would have to give a con there was a time where I had a similar thought like I thought I was gonna keep buying CDs or start getting some remember I, I got like 808s and like some Kanye ones back in those days, like in high school and stuff. And I was like, oh, I'll do that. Yeah, just to like collect or have. But I think I quickly realized like, no, I don't know if this is the move. I still got one or two in the future. Like when Childish dropped, I think I got his and stuff. I don't even have them here. I think they're still back at my parents' house. But it's just, again, you can't even fully like display them. Just the storage, it was even though it was way smaller than a vinyl, it was just taking space, like in a drawer somewhere. And I know I'm not going to use it. So I kind of abandoned that right away. And I do agree, just buying merch or something else is a better way to go. In terms of the two, obviously, I choose a vinyl in terms of just collecting or storing, whatever. But to play the quality of the music and all that shit, I still give it like a light con. I think it's all about the looks for me and... Not necessarily about the functionality of it. And CDs sound great and all that, but it's just one of those things that got really outdated and there's no real full purpose for it anymore. And I only go with a light con for vinyls too because I don't know if I'll ever actually collect them myself. But if I was or had a few, I'd probably sway it, be neutral, or even go like pro. But light con just because also not for me, but I do respect the look of it. But yeah. That wraps it up for this episode of Pros and Cons. I'm Kev. You can find me at same old Kev pretty much everywhere. And I'm Jack. You could find me at Jack Bloom Summer, Summer with an O, on everything. The future's inevitable. Let's make that New York Times print edition for Pros and Cons one day. Inevitable. 
<laughs> Peace.